The Football Show on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, EFL, Scottish Premiership and much more. Live on Sky Sports. I'm prepared to end it and I can't. Well, do it then. Do it then. What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> Why should it be an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? talk to Jonathan Wilson in just a moment about the Champions League semi-finals but the Europa League and Conference League semi-finals currently ongoing and as it stands it'll be Eintracht Frankfurt against Rangers in the Europa League semi-final Eintracht Frankfurt 1-0 up against West Ham with the second half just underway in Germany Aaron Cresswell sent off for a professional foul on 20 minutes and Frankfurt went in front uh, five minutes after that so they lead 3-1 on aggregate against David Moy's side while Rangers 2-0 up on the night 2-1 up on aggregate at Ibrox against Leipzig uh, goals in the space of five first half minutes from Tavernier and Kamara have Rangers currently on course to reach the Europa League final and in the Conference League Tammy Abraham has given Roma a 1-0 lead against Leicester so Roma 2-1 up on aggregate scoreless between Marseille and Feyenoord at Feyenoord 3-2 up on aggregate we'll obviously keep an eye on them between now and 10 o'clock there is a lot of football coming your way over the coming days on Off The Ball tomorrow night from 10 League of Ireland late night myself Johnny Ward and Shane Keegan will talk you through the evening's action there's obviously a lot to talk about uh, in the League of Ireland this week then on Saturday John will be joined by Dan and Johnny uh, to run through the Saturday afternoon football and then Sunday two live Premier League games uh, Stephen Doyle and Brian Kerr are going to be over at the Emirates for Arsenal against Leeds United a massive match in terms of Champions League places and the relegation fight and then after that myself and David Myler will be at the Etihad for Manchester City against Newcastle from half past four. Uh, Jonathan Wilson is with us. Evening, Jonathan. Evening, how are you doing? Uh, just uh, another normal week in the Champions <laughs> League. Uh, you, you've written many books in football and on football tactics. Is there something about current modern day tactics that makes drama more likely in the closing stages of games? Uh, yes, yeah, I think there is. I think um, I think there's a few things going on. So I, I think um, the, the the various changes in the laws post 1990 uh, have helped make it a much more open game. It's, so yeah, outlawing the back pass law, outlawing the tackle from behind, which stops intimidatory tackling. The changes to the offside law, which mean that defenses tend to play deeper, so it increases the. The, the the effective playing area, whereas previously you might have seen teams squeezing up to sort of ten yards either side of halfway, so the game has been played in this sort of very tight twenty yard space, and now because you know, the the regulations on interfering, they you know, defenses tend to sit much deeper, and that means there's more space for the the smaller, more technical, more creative players. So all of that I think has helped. I think that led to Guardiola's revolution at Barcelona, which you know, I think. Uh, people began to treat 11 aside almost like five aside that you took the first touch for granted and that also comes with boot technology and pitch technology uh, the balls you know you, you're not worried about about bobbles so there's all of that and then I think fundamentally there's there's money and that, that works in two ways one you get this accretion of great players at a small handful of clubs so that level is higher but also when they dominate as much as they do uh, in the domestic leagues uh, they, they they forget how to fight. They 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 lose the capacity to defend, and I think that's why you see these these big swings, and you you see uh, the much more open attacking football of uh, really the past decade. Uh, I think compared to the the slightly more attritional decade, the the Mourinho Benitez decade that went before. 
You were writing last week about Real Madrid uh, comparing them to Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction that somehow <laughs> they cannot be finished off and it was very pressing uh, considering what happened that shouldn't work midfield too old Carvajal looks shot Alaba seeming like an elderly 29 and then looking at Guardiola as a rationalist studies, researches speaks of the need for control Happened for his Barcelona against Inter in 2010, Chelsea 2012, Bayern Atletico 2016, for City against Monaco 2017, Tottenham 2019, and it happened again last night. Yeah, and it's how's he not learning his lesson? Well, I, I, what is the lesson? I, oh, that, I that, 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 that's the, that's the question, it, it, I guess. It's um, so on, on the one hand, he's had extraordinary bad luck in these games, and you saw that even even last night that. Yeah, ninety-five percent of the time, that really shot goes in, or it bounces back and forward and pops it in. Uh, the same in the first leg. Yeah, that that chance uh, that Maris hit against the post that came back to Foden. Ninety-five percent of the time, he, he scores. Um, yeah, City had had nine shots on target in the ninety minutes last night, and Real Madrid hadn't had any. And yet, yeah, the first two shots Real Madrid have both go in. Now that's that's sort of not normal, and. and I, if if that had been a one-off game, you'd just sort of write it off and say, oh, it's just one of those things. But then you think back to the, the Tottenham game in 2019 and the um, Juventus handball, you know, knocking the ball over the line with his hand, but because it wasn't deliberate, it counts. And then City having the goal ruled out for the VAR offside in, in the final seconds. Uh, you think of the pressure that, that they put into under in 2010 and couldn't break through. Um, having... Yeah, had to travel by bus to, to to the away leg, to the first leg, because of the, the Icelandic volcano erupting and preventing air travel. So there's all these bits of bad luck and all these games, if, if it was just that one, you'd say, well, you know, what can you do? Sometimes football's like that. So if Guardiola's sort of got this sort of persecution complex that the football gods are out to get him, you can't blame him because <laughs> it's absurd how unlucky he's been. And yet at the same time, yeah, he's played in 13 Champions League competitions. He's won two of them. Of the other 11, one was the final last year when he picked a pretty weird team, mm. uh, which was itself part of the trend. Um, you had the games against Atletico in 2016 and Chelsea in 2012. And it was a Chelsea game that he, he referred to last night, which were totally freakish. I mean, games that are completely inexplicable. You know, shot after shot after shot after shot, not going in for his side. The opposition has, has a sniff of goal and suddenly... They've scored. But what, what I think is significant is the other eight have all involved, the other eight ties have all involved a flurry of goals, two or three goals in a sort of 10, 15 minute period. And that I think is where, yes, he's been unlucky. Yes, there's been ridiculous stuff has happened. But for that to be a repeated failing suggests something about the makeup of his teams. And I think that's partly tactical and partly psychological. And I think the two. The two are interlocked. You know, I, I don't think that you can separate them. And I think what that is, is, is that the mechanisms of his teams are so sophisticated that it only takes a tiny bit of grit in there for it to fall apart. And also because the, the sort of players he needs to play his sort of football, they have to sublimate themselves to the system. They have to be prepared to do what they're told. Uh, I mean, you remember Zlatan's description of Barca back in uh, 2010 as being obedient little schoolboys. Now, obviously, Zlatan is, is coming from his own particular perspective, but I think there is an element of that that 
Guardiola's a teacher and his his nice polite schoolboys do what they're told. And the problem is that when things then go awry, they don't have the big personality. They don't have the Roy Keane, the Jordan Henderson, the Sergio Ramos, who can suddenly wrench the game back and say, no, this isn't happening. Now, probably they did have that figure in Vanson Company, but since he's gone, there's a real lack of, of overt leadership in that team. Does he avoid? Uh, think, does he avoid having those type of players with that leadership? Yeah, I think he does. Um, I mean, I think Company is a rare case of somebody who who did sublimate himself to the system and and, and could could um, carry out Guardiola's instructions. I don't want to say unthinkingly, but without challenging them, without without wanting to do his own thing, but also had the recognition of that there are times when. I've just got to sort this out. So you think of uh, the goal he scored at Leicester to win the league when you know, Guardiola was screaming at him, don't shoot, don't shoot. Mm. And then from 35 yards, he lashed in the top corner and a game that had been nil-nil and deadlocked, he scores a decisive goal by by not doing what he was told, by by, by breaking the mould. Um, but I, yeah, I think Guardiola, he wants players who... Yeah, the only way his system works is if everybody is singing from the same hymn sheet. So you can't have people who are going to question the hymn sheet. And that I think is one of the reasons why, why Grealish has, has not quite worked this year. You know, we've seen it often with wide forwards and Guardiola teams. You saw it with David Villa, you saw it with Riyad Mahrez, that they don't always fit straight away and it can take till the second season. And maybe that'll happen for Grealish. But I think what you've seen this season is Grealish repeatedly in the first half of the season, the second half of the season, he's barely got a chance, certainly not in big games. But the first half of the season, you could almost see the thought process. You could almost see him... Um, thinking, oh, Villa had to take this man on, but we're not allowed to lose the ball here, so I better turn back inside. Uh, and, and that, I think, has reduced his effectiveness and reduced his confidence. And that, that may be one of the reasons uh, why he why he did miss those two chances last night, albeit one of them, well, one extraordinary block on the line and one extraordinary save for Courtois. It is incredible the level of control Guardiola wants of his players and it's one of the reasons I'm sure he's been so successful I I always think back to watching City play Manchester United the day at the Etihad was it 2018 when if City won they won the league and United had the comeback and Pogba scored twice and it's one of the few times I've been at the Etihad and I haven't been commentating and just following the ball and I was sitting behind Guardiola and Danilo was playing right back and Danilo didn't do one thing that Guardiola didn't tell him to do he stood at times in the right back position like a sprinter starting from a, a standing position and waited for Guardiola to basically smack his hands and he would just go. But there was no individual thought process going on at all, it felt like. Not, not every player is like that. But I've never seen a manager and a player have so much time together during the match where Danilo was, while well, the ball was on the other side, constantly just talking to Guardiola. It's, it, you'd wonder, like, does it... Does he take it too far? Has he taken it too far? Do you see in those sort of collapses where they can see twice in the space of 60 seconds that there are the moments where you need leadership on the pitch that a manager doesn't have the control? Um, I mean, yes and no. I, I sort of think, on the one hand, it's produced this this brilliant, consistent, beautiful football that's... You know, the, the the chances are we'll, we'll, we'll win a fourth title in five years. And if they don't, they've come incredibly close. Um but you know, I think it's one of the great strengths of football as a sport that there's no there's no right way of doing it. Every way has its advantages and its disadvantages. Well, obviously some ways are totally wrong and useless. But yeah, every 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 successful way also has its its downsides. And so 
you know, Guardiola has has this team that produces this this incredible football. It's incredibly precise, incredibly well drilled. They hold the ball pretty much as well as any team in the history of the game. And yet they have that slight glitch. Um, and if, if if that weren't there, then it would you know be a very football would be a weaker sport. I think you you, you need uh, you know, for every there's there's, there's always. Um, a downside to every way of playing. There's a downside to, to every way of winning games. And, and th- that is is one of the, good, the downsides of, of Guardiola's football. I mean, you mentioned that game against United when United scored. So it was something like three goals in 15 or 20 minutes that mm. day. But it was a game against Leicester, I think Guardiola's first season when they suddenly let in a flurry of goals. Uh, it's happened twice. Well, once against Liverpool in the Champions League, once once in the league game that same season when Liverpool won 4-3 and there's that little burst of goals um, just after half time so it, it's, it's not it obviously happens against the better teams the, the weaker teams are never going to do that but it, it does it does happen not just in the Champions League but, but also in the Premier League and of course the other the other uh, I don't want to say flaw because that sounds like it's it, it's it's not integral to, to the system the other vulnerability is uh, it's transitions, it's, it's, it's counter-attacks, it's balls played in behind that high line. And again, if you're going to focus on playing a very compact team and playing high up the pitch, which is what you have to do to be able to keep the ball the way they do, you are going to be vulnerable to those balls played in behind. Um, and and yeah, you, you look at you look at all three goals on, uh, on Wednesday night and all of them came from transitions. They, they all came from Real Madrid winning the ball, and coming back, um, but I mean, you also uh, slightly earlier you hinted a sort of a, a naivety and a lack of leadership about City, and I think you definitely can see that between the concessions of the first goal and the second goal, because there was only, I think, was it eighty-seven or eighty-nine mm. seconds between the two goals, and that includes all the celebrations, so they they could have slowed down the kickoff, somebody could have got injured. Or you know, pretended to get injured, they could have taken an age about kicking off, and when they got it, to knock it straight back to Edison, who who whacks it forward and gives Real Madrid possession back. That's that 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 is naive. You know, I, I don't. You know, they they had what, four minutes, five minutes to last out. Well, make sure the ball's in play as little as possible in that last four or five minutes. In the way that Real Madrid did after they they went ahead from a penalty, that last twenty five minutes of extra time, the ball was in play for it felt like about five minutes when you think back to Liverpool Real Madrid in the last Champions League final and the catastrophe that was for Loris Karius uh, you know, Jurgen Klopp responds and buys Alisson considering this has happened so many times to Pep Guardiola I, I, I assume there is nothing to suggest he goes out in the summer and instead of looking for Erling Haaland he's looking for a, a leader a character somebody who can come in and control that dressing room uh, well I, that's an interesting point I, mean, I, th- I think having a strike having a focal point would alleviate one of the problems, which is they do miss a lot of chances. Yeah, you're four I mean, nil up by the time it gets to the last minute. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, you know, the, the, the two legs, you know, the first leg, they they, they could have been four nil up by half time. It's not an exaggeration to say that. They, they had very clear chances. Um, and you look at all the players who end up playing centre forward for them. And Gabriel Jesus, okay, he's, he's been in good form the last two or three weeks, but he didn't have a great game last night. And we know from his record that he's not he's not a great finisher. He's not somebody who's going to score you 25, 30 goals a season in the way that, I mean, you assume if Holden went to City, he, he would be guaranteed 25, 
dirty goals or had they got Harry Kane last summer so but again it's it's that balancing out not having the centre forwards having the, the sort of team of midfielders is what allows the control it's what allows them to retain possession the way they do it's what allows them to, to 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 create those patterns and those shapes you put us put a, a, a you know more orthodox centre forward in there and you can make the case that Kane isn't really an orthodox centre forward because you know, he, he likes dropping deep he likes joining the midfield and that's why I think he, he would be be very good in that system but it, it is going to be slightly less dynamic it is going to be slightly less slick and sophisticated and so maybe they, they lose a bit of their control in that way but to add a, a, you know, a more reliable goal scorer um, and it, you know, you're know you always playing off of one against the other and that again I think is you know this, this point that the football is a sport that somehow has got these all these checks and balances all these paradoxes that there's no right way of doing it there's just ways that work but all of them have have their downsides so Real Madrid have beaten Paris Saint-Germain they've beaten Chelsea they've beaten Manchester City they've come from behind in all of those games in a really unexpected way Liverpool now know what's coming in many ways and it's a one-off match and Liverpool do have that leadership when you look at the two teams 11 v 11 and you take out the potential magic that Real Madrid could conjure up again are Liverpool a considerably better side than Real Madrid right now? Oh yeah no question about that but but so are City and mm. so are PSG and and, um, and so are Chelsea so I mean Liverpool will be favourites and they deserve favourites they're, they're a better team um, yeah Real Madrid is sort of it shouldn't work, sort of clinging on and then hoping that uh, Modric or Benzema or Vinicius or Rodrigo does something brilliant. But that's not a way consistently to win football matches. Um, I don't know if it makes a difference that the fact they won't have the advantage of, of playing at the Bernabeu, particularly that being the second leg. Uh, I, th- I think that's, that has definitely helped them. I mean, you know, the atmosphere uh, looked amazing last night. And, and I, I think... That was definitely why City weren't able to to, to 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 control the game from the start of each half in the way they had done at the Etihad. Um, that set piece so, from the kickoff at the start of the second half from Real Madrid was pretty in- impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I, you could you could sense City riding out the storm, um, and, and that that was what was so odd that, that you sort of thought from about an hour onwards, I was like, oh yeah, they're actually in control here. They, they, they they were a bit sloppy in possession in the first half, but City have, 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 have calmed down and, and they're just controlling the ball now and, and it'll be fine. Then, then they score and you think, oh, it's absolutely fine. Real Madrid can't, can't lay a glove on them. And then, then suddenly there's the goal. And, and I think that's that naivety, that, that, that sort of sense of panic, that must be exacerbated by having 60,000 Madrid fans there. Well, it's not, it's not going to be quite the same in Paris. And also, yeah, Liverpool do have leaders. Yeah, they have Van Dijk, they have Henderson. Um, they they have Allison. They, you know they 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 have vocal players, and, and and even the way they won on Tuesday, the the way that they they were sloppy in the first half. And you know you, you look at the past completion uh, stats for the for the midfield, and I think Thiago was down to seventy three, and Naby Keita was down to sixty odd, um, and yeah, they 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 looked all over the place. And to have a wherewithal then to to come back and win the second half so so convincingly, I think that that says a lot about their resilience. Uh, and you contrast that with with the way City played in extra time. And okay, less less time to turn around, less less time to put it right. But still, it, it was 
it, yeah, that, that was a pretty stark difference between between the way Liverpool responded to adversity and the way City just buckled. Uh, the semi-finals of the Europa League, there's around 20 minutes remaining. Eintracht Frankfurt still 1-0 up and 10-man West Ham in Germany. So 3-1 up in aggregate. And Rangers still leading Leipzig 2-0 at Ibrox. So Rangers 2-1 up in aggregate. And no change in the Europa Conference League either. Leicester 1-0 down at Roma, 2-1 down in aggregate. And Fire North 3-2 up in aggregate against Marseille. It's scoreless in France in that one. That's a huge weekend in the Premier League. Saturday night, a uh, rare Saturday night kickoff at Anfield. Liverpool against Tottenham. This... That's sort of trio of Liverpool City and Tottenham when they come head-to-head. The games tend to be really good, entertaining, open, attacking football. And while Spurs have been inconsistent, is there something about the style that they play with that could be a real threat to Liverpool? With Kane dropping deep, Liverpool's high line, Son in sensational form. It it feels like it could be a pivotal weekend, uh, the pivotal weekend maybe of the run-in. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think if you look at the fixtures Liverpool and City have left, this would look like the hardest one for either of them. Uh, and I think that, that that point you make about how good Spurs are playing on the counter, you know, I think they're, they're, they're better against better teams. I mean, you've obviously beaten City twice this season. Um, uh, yeah, and the pace of Son, but not just Son. You know, Kulisevsky's in in great form. You know, his his uh, is it eight assists, I think, since he's arrived mm. already, which which which, yeah, which is incredible in the time he's been there. Uh, and that that I think also makes Kane and Son play better because there's a third there's a third part of the tricycle. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, the, the, this this is the hardest game Liverpool have got left. And, and you do. You also sort of think at some point this run has got to end. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're unbeaten in games they they care about. So I mean, they they lost obviously the second leg to Inter. But um, if you know if you if you look at the two legged ties they played as you know as single games, the the only game they the only games they haven't won since the turn of the year against Chelsea. Um, and and one of them ended up winning on penalties anyway. So in in the in the league cup final, so yeah, absolutely extraordinary run they're on. But I think you do get to a point in those runs where you sort of think, oh, God, there's still another month. There's still another six games to be played, and, and maybe the, the, this is the one that where, where where they do falter. And and if they don't, then 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 there's obviously huge pressure on City playing a, a resurgence Newcastle on, on Sunday. And and it'll be interesting how City respond to this, given given just how flat they were. Mm. Yeah, there must come a point where if you keep on going out of the competition you really care about in a similar way every season, there must be a point at which you start to to have doubts. You start to think, oh God, it's never gonna happen. Um I just and, how flat they were an extra time. Yeah, and if you know if Liverpool are two points ahead by the time that game starts, then then they really are going to be under pressure. Uh, there's obviously an enormous amount of speculation around Chelsea at the moment and the sale of the club and is there going to be a late change into what Roman Abramovich wants? Does he want his loan paid back? Is that something the British government will allow? Uh, He has issued a statement through Chelsea uh, this evening on their website saying that firstly, Mr Abramovich's intentions in relation to gifting the proceeds from the Chelsea sale to charity have not changed 
since the initial announcement, Mr. Abramovich's team have identified senior representatives from UN bodies and large global charitable organisations who've been tasked with forming a foundation and setting out a plan for its activities. The lead independent expert has had conversations with government representatives presenting the structure and initial plans. Mr. Abramovich has not been involved in this work and it has been managed independently by experts with years of experience working in humanitarian organisations. Secondly, Mr. Abramovich has not asked for any loan to be repaid to him. Such suggestions are entirely false as are suggestions that Mr Abramovich increased the price of the club last minute. As part of Mr Abramovich's objective to find a good custodian for Chelsea, he has, however, encouraged each bidder throughout this process to commit investing in the club, including in the academy, women's team, necessary redevelopment of the stadium, as well as maintaining the work of the Chelsea Foundation. What do you make of that, Jonathan? <laughs> I mean, the truth is, I haven't a clue. Um... I mean, where did the stories that he wanted the loan repaid come from? I mean, it all feels like you know, there's, there's wheels within wheels that, that there's games being played here. Um, I, I, I have to say, I don't fully understand the the, the 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 legality of the situation. I don't really understand what say about the chairs over where it goes. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear that the, the British government want this done by the the end of this month. Because uh, they don't want to have to extend this special license, and I think that's the thing that that's, that we, so we got to bear in mind that Chelsea are being treated as a special case here. You know, they, other businesses wouldn't be treated like this. So I think the yeah the, the, there has got to be an awareness that that they are being done a favour in being allowed to just carry on. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I, 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 th- there is potentially a danger that they they, they push that too far, and if a new, you know if the license isn't extended, the, then what then? I don't think there's any appetite at all on the part of the government for for Chelsea right. to be anything other than the Premier League team next season. But you know the government are doing them a favour, and I think probably that needs to be borne in mind. Uh, as, as I mean, this strikes me as it's just you know it's all it's all negotiation, it's all politicking, and and some kind of deal will be done before the end of the month. All right, Jonathan, uh, thanks for joining us as always. Cheers, thank you. Uh, Jonathan Wilson there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then, oh, have we got some good stuff for you. Bravery is there in the way they play. And what about Peter O'Mahony? I just oh, exceptional. A sensational performance. Yeah. Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett. The three of them in the back row. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. It is Thursday's football show and off the ball. Nathan with you this evening. Rangers 2, Leipzig 1, 2 all on aggregate in the Europa League semi-final. 15 minutes remaining. Uh, it's not going to be for West Ham though. It seems 3-1 down on aggregate. Uh, 1-0 down on the night in Germany against Eintracht Frankfurt. Or for Roma. Uh, or for Leicester because they're 1-0 down against Roma. 2-1 behind on aggregate. And Feyenoord 3-2 up on aggregate against Marseille. It's around 12-13 minutes left in all of those. We'll bring it to full times. As you know what happened to Leicester, don't you? Uh, ben Rogers apparently refused his uh, bottle of wine present from Jose Mourinho. Said he just wants a nice cup of tea. Nice cup of tea. Not yeah. really a wine drinker. Apparently not. No. So Jose, the, the odd nice glass. I'm like, sure he does. Like I'm sure he does. Is that, is well, that's... I've never met anyone who likes the Nathan. odd nice glass that doesn't like the odd nice second glass. <laughs> Nathan, you love a glass of wine. Is uh, outrageous. <laughs> Well, you do like a glass of wine. I, I you, absolutely you, do. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's just not. that I, that, you know, I was 
You setting the tone. At a recent night out, I was surprised that the you know, people were drinking the usual kind of like beers as Leipzig. Don't score. And uh, next thing, I just come back to the de- table and there's a, a really nice bottle of wine with mm. two two beautifully. Uh, I think I think the, the the servers were actually cleaning the glasses, like shining them up as he set two glasses down. I won't say who the second one was for. Gilroy. That wasn't right. yeah. it was open. It was the two least surprising people you would expect. <laughs> you, you were both welcome to, uh, you know, to partake. Nobody asked. But no, it was no, fine. It was a full bottle, just a bottle of wine for the lads. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, nice, relaxing. Uh, this, these are the type of off the ball nights out that we have now. Very refined affairs. Anyways, the reason Mick is back in, as always, half nine on the Thursday, rocks in the studio. My show. I'm taking over for the last month or so. We've been doing the team sheet quiz. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it may all be coming to an end because Mick is putting it all on the line. It is myself against Mick. If I win, the team sheet quiz is no more. I'm back to doing whatever I want for the entire football show on my one night of the week on a Thursday. If Mick wins, we're stuck with it. So all the pressure is on Arthur O'D. And I'm a bit concerned because Arthur and Mick sit right across from each other for eight hours every day and that you may have had a little bit of influence like oh, if Aston Villa come up outrageous. in this, if Aston Villa this come up is, in this, I'm walking out of the studio. That's oh, an outrageous comment. He said big yeah. game, so there's no way Villa could be involved. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Actually, question. that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I've done nothing wrong. I've been, I've been nice and neutral on this. David Moyes has been sent off. Oh. Okay. Arthur's never been anything but respectful and nice to you, and this is the way you treat him. No, no, I'm just, you know, just giving a little warning. Okay, look, we'll get started. But I. I, I was a little bit I know we said big games I went a little bit not random at the start but I was looking through it right <laughs> Sligo Rovers I feel like so, no no look well, the big game who's the goalkeeper weekend. who saved all the penalties the big game this weekend is Liverpool Spurs right Okay. so I went back I looked back for big notable Liverpool Spurs games and no I know I know but that don't be worry, the Champions worry. League final I, I can't do no, anything no, no, that no, isn't no, at least 10 like years old well look that's fortunate this is in a poor time for Liverpool a poorer time a happier time for some of us September 2011 right September Liverpool 2011, Liverpool wow. travelled to White Hart Lane the Roy Hodgson or Kenny it's Doug- Kenny Douglas here I thought it was the Hodgson era as well but it is the, it's the Douglas area season. they get pumped 4-0 so it's a 4-0 to Spurs oh, Rangers. Rangers have scored you're taking the steam out of this now. apologies <laughs> I Rangers 3 Leipzig 1 uh, it's 3-2 on aggregate to Rangers there's 10 minutes left at Ibrox and Rangers as it stands heading to the Europa League final oh my god wild celebrations at Ibrox they're loving it bit of time to go though alright I apologise so September 2011 September 2011 Spurs Liverpool. Liverpool 4-0 at White Hart Lane Oof. name those two teams wow, begin what was the score 4-0 to Tottenham Jeez, I don't remember this at all Wowzers. Uh so who's first I feel they're two very recognisable teams who's First, uh, whatever Mick can go first. He's here to save his save his game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Harry Kane. Oh, oh no! no Twenty eleven. Oh it? shit! Twenty eleven. <laughs> oh my god! Give a curse Garth answer. Bale. Yeah. Okay. That's one nil. Game's gone. <laughs> I'm glad wow. I had a few more. Oh, look, I didn't remember anything. Andy Carroll. He, yeah. Well, that would have got you. It's pointless. I should have okay. went with Liverpool okay. first. I kind of remember that team. We'll go back to okay. Uh, yesterday evening, Kenny Cunningham was in there talking about his jerseys. Okay. Yeah. Nobody got a jersey when they played Brazil. I've given away one answer already. You're not allowed to say Kenny Cunningham, obviously. 2004, Ireland Brazil. 
Is he just looking up? No, the... I'm just I don't know. I do all so the first. No, no, you can, you can. Kenny's off the table, right? Okay. Kenny's off the okay. table. Uh, Ireland, Brazil, 2004. 2004. This is the middle draw. Yeah. Okay. Kaka. Yes. Robbie Keane. Yes. <laughs> Gotta be saying something, lads. Ronaldinho. Yes. I think I was at this match. I have no recollection mm. of the Brazil team whatsoever. Uh, Shea Given. Yes. Always turned off. I know. Yeah. <laughs> never, never missed the friendly with Shea. <laughs> so this is Brian Kerr. Great record in friendlies. Mm. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I feel... Kaka and Ronaldinho. For some reason, same I feel he may not have been there, even though he never missed the game. Oh, wow. I know who you're talking about here. Oh, why do I think he may not have played? I feel like it's something that would have come up more often. I, I knew Kaka and Ronaldinho played because Kenny talks about it, that they both played that night. I'm just wondering. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to regret it. Kilban. Yeah, he's there. Oh, yeah, he always <laughs> played. He never missed the game. Oh, that puts me under pressure. 2004. Yeah. Oh, geez, like anybody that, that, could have been playing midfield. Brazil anybody team, could have been up front. Don't worry, like, uh, don't overthink the Brazil team. Really? Still though, 04. I don't remember the Brazil team from 04. So uh, left over from the World Cup in 2002 would have been... Oh my god, no, I do, I do, I am thinking, overthinking the Brazil team, I'm afraid to say anyone. Well, you want to go with the Ireland team. Roberto Carlos. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, that was, that was tense. <laughs> uh, this was at Lansdowne Road, yeah? Can I just say, yes. can I, I, I'm going to out him. Yeah. Shane Keegan has just texted me an answer. Oh, you Shane. You can't be that, that's cheating Shane. That is outrageous. Can we get he, Shane can we, on the line and play the quiz? <laughs> he might be better than you. Could we try to screw me over? Which would be that, that, that'd be sly. So I give the wrong answer, and then that proves that I was actually you know, cheating. That's the Marion College uh, connection. Oh yeah, another Marion College. That's the water polo team there coming together in times <laughs> of need. Uh, oh, this is this is tough. I'm tempted. Ah, here, come Andy on. Andy Reid. Yes. <laughs> Times have gone out the window on this one. Uh, Damien Duff. No, sorry. Oh, no Duffer. Sorry. Glorious. Injured, was he? I, I just either, Dida what, play. Whatever of the Ireland team, yeah, like Dida, Cafu, Cafu. Lucio, Rocky Junior, Gilberto Silva, Cleverson, Roberto, Ronaldo. Nobody. Oh, Ronaldo! I was scared of. You wouldn't yeah, know if Ronaldo would turn up for a friendly or not. Like, yeah. That's, that's also I, okay. That's another one for me. Two, two nil. nil. Is it over? I have to win the two next. Two nil. Three. I have three more in front of okay. me. No, I, you might run out of time. I might run out of time. Okay. Um, He's picking and choosing here. Which one? Suits I have later. three. I like this. One. I'm going to go for this one. And this is uh, it's a bit more of a tester. Fifth of May, 1997. I saw Shane Hannon tweeting this out today. Ken Doherty won his World Championship. So I can imagine... Ken Doherty and Stephen Hendry. I imagine literally nobody was watching the match that was on that night. I suspect. I don't know. I suspect. Wonder football. Man United... Man United 3, Middlesbrough 3. May 1997. Mick, it's your turn. These were supposed to be games that people remember. Oh, that was the whole yeah, this, point. This, this is kind of a... It's, I'm flipping it. The whole point. Flipping it to the opposite <laughs> of what we... Peter nobody Schmeichel. was watching. Yes. 
Gary Neville. He wants us guessing yes. players. No, come on. It's, not, it's 97. It's not too far. Dennis Irwin. Yes. It's fine. It's better than well, I If Brazil. someone was injured, I, you lose. But sure, you wouldn't guess Ronaldo in the last Roy one. Keane. Yes. But sure, that was the point. I don't remember that game either. This defeats the Brian Giggs. No. Ah, see what I mean? <laughs> see what I mean? Like randomly injured or left out or something like that, you know? Oh. This was exactly your problem everybody, with the game. No, everybody remembers Giggs he'd been injured around then. <laughs> End of the season, he played every match, he was wrecked. No, Giggsy. In what year? 1997. Way out. 97. Roy Keane did his cruise shit in 97. Is he not out oh, this no, night? Well back. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, don't you worry about it. Ah, go way out. That's a stupid game. Shanty, Shanty I'm glad it's over. He won't be texting in to help me out again. Not happy at all about this. I'm out of for cheating. I'd never thought of this angle of it who, before. Who did he like, text the in, by the way? This is a great alternative. I just get somebody to text in the answers as who it's did happening. He, who did he say? Stephen Carr. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was there. Look, this is kind of getting academic now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is the end. <laughs> keep going now. I'm on a roll. Nah, I'm annoyed. This now. is the end. Um, the whole point is that it's games that uh, doesn't matter. Well, look, okay, here's one out for you, remember. You're going to get angry again. But, like, so... Angry producer Mick is coming out in his this, own the, ways... The stuff, obviously, today, all the Abramovich stuff, that's all coming up. So I led back to the first, the last game pre-Abramovich. Everyone remembers that game, right? So May 2003, Chelsea 2, Liverpool 1. Oh, yeah. This is Huge game. on Sky late at the, night. The Champions League game, they got them into Europe. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, last game pre-Abramovich, Ranieri's Chelsea. Right. I think it's your goal now first, Nathan, for what it's worth. Steven Gerrard. Yes. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Yeah. Now we're flying. Jesus. Jamie Carragher. Yes. What year is it? 2003. 2003. End of 2003. May 2003. Uh, Emil Heskey. No. Ah, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, sorry. I beg your pardon. He came off the bench. Oh, he, he got the there. He played <laughs> every game. Uh, oh, yeah, these are. I can see the. Uh, you were in your prime, let's. One like Albert Ferrar. No. <laughs> Mario Melchior. Yes, I won yeah, one. <laughs> Hold on, no, I won I one. I'm back on the board. Mario Stanich, did he play? And the last one counts triple. Nobody, why nobody? Like uh, Gronchar or Gronker. Mario scored the goal. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. forget about it. Good Johnson. Come on, one more, one more. I have one more left. And That's this it. counts triple. One more left. No, oh. Right, Arsenal play Leeds this weekend. Yeah, I'm finally getting into this. Right, Arsenal play Leeds this weekend. Yes, right. live and off the ball. I'm going right back to the same, actually, the same day. And <laughs> no, that's the fourth of May, 2003. Oh, is this the, this the game relegation that, game? This is the game that stopped what Leeds being relegated cost and Arsenal cost Arsenal the, the league. Yeah, God, that was uh, that was actually football was amazing. Back it's a crack. Three two. Do you remember that jersey? Um, take your time. Like, take as long as you need. But. Blue strongbow. Uh, Mark Fiduka. Yes. We've started. We have started. Uh, Mark Faduka. Who, who were they playing? Arsenal. Leeds Arsenal. Yeah, Highbury. Was, so Arsenal got cost the league. Uh, Thierry Henry. Yes. Robert Perez. Yes. Always comes up in these quizzes. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Vieira. Oh, it's two, two. There you go. You win again. No Patrick Vieira. Yes. And it counts triple. Steve McPhail. Alan play. Smith. Steve McPhail did not play. Gone. Alan Smith. Did not play. Well, oh no, one second. I would have been gone next. I've not been checking the subs. Adam oh, no. Mabry, uh, all right. Was there any Harry Kuehl was playing, wasn't he? Adam Mabry. Kuehl. Yeah. Gary Kelly, Andy and Hart. Oh, yeah. Nigel Martin. Or no, Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson. 
Anyway. Olivier Decor. Olivier Decor is a good one. That was. Uh, no, not playing. No, well, okay. None of the French lads in midfield. I see, that was the team. That was the, the, a lot of those good lads were gone by that stage. Cause Robbie Fowler? No. Scott Fowler gone by then? Robbie Keane? No. No. He was the year before. But okay, either way, I win. Next week. You know, I think what's added, I think is, wins, I think what's added is your general disdain for the entire thing, Arthur. It's not my disdain. It's just I thought that was poor all in it was four parts well they were all matches in fairness at least that one was a match I remembered I didn't what? remember who was playing or anything but I can tell you where I watched it but sure what what am, what am I supposed to do what games do you want I don't know like Ireland you know. and Italy or something like you know and then you lose out because Terry you don't Phelan. remember that Dino Baggio was playing Terry Phelan or his brother or his brother it wasn't related to him anyway that's that uh, I suppose the team sheet quiz is no more we'll have to come up with another quiz for next week something we'll have to come up with another quiz for next week something better send <laughs> uh, in your ideas all our football coverage is brought to you by Sky don't miss Manchester City Newcastle on Super Sunday live only on Sky Sports and on the radio right here on Off The Ball from half past four 